Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into a bonus episode of Five Out. We're going to be talking some gambling with my guy Shime Time from the Payday Pod. John, get out of the studio! No, I'm kidding. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Western Conference. We talked about the Eastern Conference on the Payday Pod earlier in the week. Make sure you go listen to that first. We'll be talking about Clippers, Lakers, all that stuff. And we got some other weird, uh, it was the MVP. We talked about Rookie of the Year on the Payday. But we got a few other things that I want to get to in the course of that. Let's get it going. Thank God we got John Anderson out of the studio. Yeah, he's been somewhat of a pest lately, huh? How do you deal with that, man? You know, luckily I have <laughs> mutt. On my side. Oh, I never thought I'd hear those words <laughs> in my life. Uh, and so it's real easy. It makes it real easy when it's me and Mutt versus John, because normally we win 99% of the conversations, unless Mutt decides to backstab me. But me and Mutt, thick as thieves. You can ask him. He said it himself. Really? Thick, thick as thieves. thieves. Those were right out of his mouth. That was from the first episode, right? Uh, he actually said it on his radio program. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. And then we... And then I pushed it out of him in the first episode. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, nice. <laughs> that is the voice of Chris Scheim from the Payday Pod. We talked about the Eastern Conference over-unders for this year. We're talking about the Western Conference one now, too. And I, I do want to say, too, I love John Anderson. Great guy. They do an awesome job with the Payday Pod. I imagine most of our listeners are football fans, too. We know. I know we've plugged the, um, the Off-Day Pod before, but the Payday Pod... They help you get a little bit of scratch, and they've they've had some pretty good. Uh, you were seven and zero. Yeah, we so episode. after the first week we we're seven and zero. Yeah, seven and zero, and then the last big first week. Th- here's my here was here be my advice for everybody when it comes to football gambling. Listen to Shime over the other two. My man, you had I had a good week this week. I was two and one. Two and one. Parlay didn't hit, but that's also because the one didn't hit, yeah. uh, which was in the parlay. So, it, but it is what it is. It's okay. not a big deal. So it I happens. would see. I would go with Shime. He's been on a, even on a heater this year. Yeah, I'm feeling hot this year, man. <laughs> I had uh, hot hand, baby. I missed a couple bets this weekend just because of uh, a half a point in the 49ers game. Happened to be a deluge. Can't really account for that sometimes uh, when you're making the bet a day or two in advance. So, but it is what it is. We're we're feeling good. The normal air date for Payday Pod is it Wednesdays? Uh, no. So Payday gets released late Thursday. So it's always available on your drive to work on Fridays or over the weekend if you want to take a listen just before uh, football on Sunday. Perfect. Okay. Now, today we're doing the Western Conference win totals. We've already done the power rankings on the show. That was this week's main episode, but I want to dig into these a little bit more. So, Shime, I'm going to let you run the show on this. Uh, do we want to start from the bottom like we did with yeah, the Eastern let's do Conference it. on your let's show? Let's start okay. all the way at the bottom. The bottom team right now in the Western Conference Finals, or er, Western Conference Finals, <laughs> Western Conference win totals, is the Memphis Grizzlies. 27 and a half wins, 33 last year. Fryer, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm going to have to go under two. I like this team <laughs> very much for the future. Yes, another team. We talked about this in the Eastern Conference one. It's a team to take stock in. It's a team that future-wise, you're going to buy stock now while it's low, and hopefully that's a good investment later. Definitely. John Morant, um, Clark, I'm not going to run through the list of them. You, you guys get it. But the thing is that they're just, they're, <clears throat> they're too young. 
the, the experience isn't there. I, I mean, an Iguodala would be the veteran you want there to help out. And I mean, we all know what that mess has been like. So they're both, building they, something. They're building at something at the very least. For damn sure, they're building something. With Jackson too, and everything. And they just gave him that extension. Although, um, oh my God, what was the guy, the guy from uh, Tatum's draft didn't get extended? The other Jackson, I forget his first name. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, no problem. I'm also gonna go. I'm gonna go under here. Um, I think my big thing is is there is so much talent in the West. There's only so many teams that are gonna be able to win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. There, the win totals were only gonna be spread out so much. Right. I think Memphis is not quite in that conversation. I think they're gonna get beat up on a lot, unfortunately, which may spell disaster for some of your young guys' confidence going forward. But I think overall, talent wise, they have a lot of good pieces. They're just not there yet. I'm going to go under 27.5 here. I think they sit more in that 21 to 23 range, specifically because of the competition in the conference, not necessarily indicative of the talent they have. I agree with that. And I was thinking of Josh Jackson, who they didn't extend. They obviously extended Jaron Jackson. But, yes, I agree with you on the under. Moving on, who do we got next? Phoenix Suns, 28.5. Oh yeah, no shot. Yeah, not a chance, no, right? Under. There's not even a chance so in hell Devin Booker this right team. Now. They only won 19 games last year. It, I said this at the beginning of the Eastern Conference pod. Devin Booker is a I'm going to pad the stats on a really bad team guy. Oh yeah. He is a we're down 50, I'll drop or we're already down 50, I'll drop another 40 and we're still going to lose. Yep. And it doesn't matter. Right. He can drop 70 and still lose because this team is not good. No. They're, They're not. just not. It's just what the Suns are always. They're a yeah. AAA franchise. Ever since Steve Nash has been gone, they've been trash. Yeah. Steve Nash, D'Antoni, and freaking uh, Amari. Yep, I, I agree with you. Yeah, so I'm definitely taking the under I, on that this one. Is a quick, yeah, that's a quick under for us. Uh, the next team on the list would be the Oklahoma City Thunder. Last year they won 49 games. This year they're at 31 and a half. Mm. The thing is, how is Chris Paul there the entire year? If Chris Paul's there the entire year, I, I would say, I, I'm going to go... Based on, I think he will stay there because his contract is, is pain to, to move. move. Oh my! Was it thirty-eight God. million this year, forty-one next year, something? And then like I that? think it's forty-four the year after that. That's something insane. It's, it's ridiculous. But Paul, Paul is not a stiff. Stephen Adams. I think we're going to see a different Stephen Adams this year because now he's going to be able to be a little more active on the glass with Russ not there anymore. And then Shea Gilgis Alexander. Everybody and their mother is high on this guy. He looks good. He does. I don't. I don't hate him. I think he looks like he has potential. Right. And and I think Danilo Gallinari is sneaky good. He is. Yeah. He's one of those guys that is a sneaky good player. And when there were rumors that he would come to the Celt or the Celtics were trying to get him, I was in on it because mm-hmm. I feel like he is a talented guy. The rumors about him going to the Celtics that was that, that wasn't well, this year. That was a no, while back. Yeah, that was yeah, a while yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But I'm, just, I'm all in on Danny. Danny okay. Gallinari. Okay. I, I uh, 31 and a half, I'm taking the over on the Thunder. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. Um, you know, I said that I think Miami makes a move and Chris Paul seems like that likely fit. Even still, though, I think they get something back. Even if they trade Paul, they're going to get a guy like Goran Dragic back or something. Yep. That at least fills the role. But I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander will be better with the ball in his hands anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think getting rid of Chris Paul won't hurt this team immensely. And I still think they could hit that 32 win total without Chris Paul. I'm also going to take the over here on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, some of these, like the Thunder are one of those teams where if they were in the Eastern Conference, they could be competing for, like these guys, they could yes. still possibly compete 
for a, a playoff spot at the bottom this year would be really tough. Be really hard. But they could because w- Paul is still a very good player. And now not having James Harden to be the guy who has to be the ball-dominant guard all the time, that's going to make a difference for him too. He's going to be able to do what he does best in facilitating. And Gilgis Alexander's working to play off the ball. I know way too much about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. but That's not a bad thing. But, but anyway, I, I think that 31.5 is an easy one to take the over on. And I think for me, so like I look at it as I want to, I, I take the over on Oklahoma City. I don't think they're quite a playoff team um, because I think there are like 11 legitimate possibilities for playoff teams in the West. Mm. And I think that just becomes too difficult to break through for them. I think they don't quite have the talent to quite get there. And that's that's including the Sacramento Kings in the 11. Okay. I, that okay. They, and they I would don't have to make that. they would have to make a serious jump, but like you said, like you don't hate it, right? Right. So but, let's actually go to the Kings next. They're sitting at 37 and a half wins uh for the season. They got 39 last year. <sighs> Buddy Heel just got a contract. So he's happy now. That's important. In he's this. in Sacramento. He is staying there. I don't hate the idea of taking the over here. I don't either. 37 and a half seems low. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. Because like mm-hmm. you said, there are if you throw the thunder in there, then that's 12 teams that are possible um, that are possible postseason teams. But the problem is one of those teams that you have in that mix now just lost their best player. Agreed. And that's gonna have that's gonna have there's two teams actually. The Warriors and the Pelicans. We'll get to them later, but that has a huge impact on the rest of the league. Where now teams could maybe steal a win or two against them that might not normally have. Yes, and uh, spoiler alert: that's probably I'm going to go Sacramento Kings over. That may affect my picks later, mm. but we will see. I'm going to go Sacramento Kings over 37 and a half here. I like I like the team that they're building. Uh, I think they have a lot of potential here. I think they could kind of disrupt some things in the Western Conference a little bit. I want the Kings to go over, but I just don't think they're going to. Can't I really think there. they're? I think, but it's not going to be by much. Like I, I think the Thunder are sneaky going to win thirty-four games this year. I think the Kings are a better team, but the thing is, Chris Paul is—he's that type of. He's a. I mean, he's been around. So yeah. he hasn't won anything. He's won a lot of games. Yeah, for he's sure, been around. The the Kings, yeah, they have Harrison Barnes, but I mean he's not that that no, he's not player. Chris Paul. But he's been around and he's won before. Yeah. I still think they're like a thirty six win team right now, just because okay. how tough this Western Conference is. That's fair. Um I, I can I can understand that. All right, let's go to the let's go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh this one's this one's easy. Thirty five and a half. They won thirty six last year. What are you thinking? I'm going under. Yeah, I am also on the under. Yeah. I am so far out. On Wiggins, it's not even fair. <laughs> oh, really? I am so I love I love Cat. I think Cat is awesome. Carl Anthony Towns is a great talent, and he's he seems like a cool dude. I've listened to him on a podcast before. Okay, <sighs> I'm so out on Andrew Wiggins. I got to take the under here. I don't. That's, th- like I said, there's going to be teams that are going to win. This is not one of the potential playoff teams. I'm taking the under on 35 and a half. You guys are going to have to back to listen to the episode from this week. I think it's technically episode 16. But we, in the power rankings, I think Matt and Tyler had, my co-hosts, had, um, I think that they had the Timberwolves higher than I did. And, I, and I, we're, I'm recording this before we do that episode, so I don't know what, what their reasoning is. I just, I'm very down on the Timberwolves. So I, I'm, I am as well. I think this is the easiest um, under to go with. Who do we got next time? Uh, next up on the list, let's go, unfortunately, Zion Williamson got hurt. Yeah. 
Let's go to the New Orleans Pelicans. 39.5 is the current number. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, mm. Zion Williamson a- is officially out six to eight weeks with the meniscus tear. Is that right? Yeah, orth- arthroscopic surgery. I don't like that. That hurts them a lot. Big time. It's that's huge, and, and that's a, that's not just for that short term of six, that short term. It's not really short term, but six to eight weeks. That's a problem, and it's going to be a problem afterwards too, Shime. So I would. He th- may not come back. He like you said, he's not going to be in basketball shape right when he comes back. He's not just no. going to be ready to plug and play. Exactly, and they're going to want to baby him because it's friggin' Zion. That's your future. Yeah, that is. What's one year? I mean, look what happened with Ben Simmons, right? What's one year? He's still he's still freaking everything. So I would think. Honestly, if you had asked me before the diagnosis of how bad the injury was, I would have said no question asked over 39 and a half. Yeah, no questions asked. But now, man, I don't think I like it. Yeah. I think they're a 37-win team. I really like the roster when Zion plays. Without Zion, I don't think this team hits 39 and a half. Not I just don't the think West. they don't. I think they're hitting more like a 34-35 without Zion. Mm, okay, they're, uh, they're not a bad team. No, this it, isn't a bad team, and I think in the next year they could easily make that jump. Oh, easily, yeah. especially with it, yeah, him at with with, with the roster they have and with Zion's potential, I think they could easily make that jump next year. This year, though, I don't think they stand a chance. The Western Conference is too stacked. It is literally stacked to the gills. I don't think they stand a chance of hitting thirty nine and a half. I'm taking the under. If he was healthy, though, you would not feel this way. No, if, if Zion was healthy. I would be more likely to take the over. I would I'd still be apprehensive about really? it. Really? Like I said, I think this. I think this conference is so effing packed. But dude, man. Zion looks like a friggin'. Mm. He looks just like, not as much. But as rookies, uh, other than LeBron, no rookie has we've seen be so transcendent that he takes a team like the Pelicans from the the bottom of the barrel into an immediate playoff. Contender. But we're not talking about just. Zion here. They also added Favors, and that's a weird guy to start off with. No, but Favors, but Redick, Ball looks a lot better. Josh Ingram, Hart, yeah. Josh Hart. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I don't, I totally don't hate the roster. Him. It's a lot of young talent. Again, I with JJ in Favors. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm a big JJ Redick fan. I don't know why. Just always been a fan of him. Uh, and uh, it's just, I don't know. I would say even with Zion, I think this team maxes out at. Forty-two and forty. I I don't hate that. I don't hate that. But right. that's why I would have. But at thirty-seven or thirty-nine and a half. Yeah, that's why I said I, I would have gone probably over. take the over if Zion was one hundred percent healthy. But because he's not, I think there's no question you got to go under here. Gotcha. Yeah, with, without him healthy, I don't feel confident in him going over in the West. The next team we got is the Dallas Mavericks. Sit at forty and a half. This is a team I feel very different about uh, than the Pelicans. Oh, I think Luka Doncic is amazing. He is. I am so in on Luka. Uh, I'm I'm taking the over 40 and a half here. I think they win 43, 44 games. I uh, yeah, that's I'm I'm sold. It's, this this is another one where it's very dependent on one player in particular. And Luca is obviously very important, and he's a big part of why they won most of the games that they won last year. But Kristaps Porzingis, what is he going to look like when he comes back? Fair. If but but at the same time, Shime, I'm not saying that necessarily is a knock. Now where I'm ab- apprehensive with Vic. I don't know if I'm necessarily the same way with Kristaps Porzingis because he's not he doesn't have to be the the, the main guy on no, that team. No, he doesn't. That's yeah. all Luka. Exactly. And so Porzingis just has to come back and be a guy. Yes. He has to be involved and capable. 
he doesn't have to be a superstar. Right. To and, get, and we're just talking about to get 40 wins. Not to yeah, be, and this is just to get 40 wins. I'm not saying they can win the, they the can, championship. If Pers- I don't think they can rise to that high. If Porzingis isn't por- like what he was before, then they have no shot at winning a title, So, no. which is why I don't, I don't think he will do that. But to win 40 games, for, uh, 41 games, I guess, technically, I feel more confident in that where I would take the over. I look at it, uh, I look at it like this. Is this a legitimate... Even if Porzingis isn't fully healthy, is this a legitimate possibility for a seventh or eighth seed? Oh, yeah. I say yes. Yes, they're a legitimate possibility. And so I think over forty and a half is. I think you have to go there. Yeah, I agree with you. What do we um, got next? We got next on the list is the San Antonio Spurs. Forty six and a half. They won forty eight last year. How do you feel about the Spurs? Uh, you know, not a ton of changes made to this team. And they're solid. They're look. Pop's Pop has a lot. Of, if you if Pop has a lot of guys back that he's worked with, I'm confident they're going to continue to improve as a team. They just give gave um uh, was it Murray uh, an extension to not a ton of money, but I think it it made a lot of sense for him for for both sides. Just given the the injuries that he's dealt with, and he was looking really good before it. So you have Dejounte Murray, you have White. I mean, was it DeRozan and Aldridge? Just the fact, look, it's a good group. You have them all back. I like that for for Pop, so I think it's an easy over. So okay, not that they're going to go a ton over. Yeah, it's no, just, but they're right around where they were last year, right at that forty eight. I expect it to be around that. I would agree with you under normal circumstances. This year's <laughs> this year's off season was not normal circumstances. Hell no, it was nuts. <laughs> this off season was groundbreaking in so many ways with free agency and trades. I don't think San Antonio is any worse, but their competition is dramatically better, and so therefore I think they lose a couple wins that way. Okay. I don't think I'm not. This is not a knock on the Spurs. I think it's specifically that they kind of stood pat. And they're riding with their guys. They'll still win some games, but they're more, in my opinion, a 500 team because of the competition around them than they are um, mm-hmm. anything else. I'm gonna take under. I'm not going to be – if the Spurs come back and win 49 games, I'm not going to be shocked about it. But at the same time, I don't think – I think the lack of initiative to make any kind of move or the lack of desire or whatever it was, I think ultimately hurt them specifically because everybody else Might have been like jumped at the opportunity. That too. Yeah. And, and, that, and that happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm not – it is what it is. I still think Pop's a great coach, and I think he can help them get into that 40-win margin, but I don't think they win more than 44 games. Okay. So I'm going to go under. On the I disagree once in a while, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the shift I see. I think the Mavericks kind of slide in over the Spurs kind of thing. Oh, that might wow. Be, that might be where they oh, kind of sneak in there. Wow. So that's, that's bold. Yeah, I know. It's it's. It's really kind of out there, but I think there's a lot of opportunity um, for other teams to rise um, where the Spurs, I don't think, have that. I think they hit their limit last year at 48, and with the competition just getting better around them, I don't think they can exceed that. And so 46.5 feels like an easy under to hit. If you look at where things shook out last year with the postseason, the Thunder are the one team that made it last year that are more than likely out. Again, I said they were like a fringe team this year. They're more than likely out. The Lakers are the ones that you expect to slide in. The Spurs would be the, on the bottom of that list after that. You would because you think we're obviously going to think the Lakers are going to finish much higher exactly. than uh, than most of these other teams. So and and then and then I think the Mavericks are also going to rise from the bottom of that 
conference yeah. and kind of soar Very up into fighting for that position. So if you think that the Mavericks, Kings, and Spurs are really going to be fighting for that eight seed, then it's I think the Spurs might be the odd man out. One of the odd men out. I'm not I'm not feeling confident in that one. You're saying that at all. <laughs> okay. Not a uh, pop, man. Next on the list, another team I am not sold on. It's Portland Trailblazers. Forty six and a half is the number. They won fifty three games last year. Mm-hmm. You uh you are not happy with uh what I just said. Well, so their win total will take a hit this year. I'm confident in that. But you th- you're not you're not sold on the Portland Trailblazers. Why? I love Dame Lillard. I How think do you he's not? awesome. And McCollum's. I stud? don't like Hassan Whiteside. Oh, well, but oh. I I think he is almost like a negative impact on this team. <laughs> I think there's a reason Miami wanted to get rid of him. That's fair. I think he is again. It's another Kyrie Irving effect. I just think there's too much negativity energy in the air there with the competition getting better around them. I think there's a real chance that this locker room implodes. I think that a guy like Dame and a guy like Hassan might butt heads a little bit. You think it's going to just implode and then the Blazers? I, wow. I don't think I don't think they're going to be awful. I don't think they go any worse than Yeah, they're still a playoff team in your mind. Oh, you, you know. Oh, you think but, the, Oh, you think they're out? Oh, wow. They are a borderline playoff team. Wow. My bubble playoff teams uh are the Trailblazers, the Mavs, the Spurs and another team which I will get to in a moment. But I'm down on Portland, give me the under 46 and a half. See, the whole thing with the Warriors and the Pelicans throws things off quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. And the Blazers are one of those teams that will be impacted by cuz they're viewed as by Vegas by um you know to be a similar team in terms of wins. I know where I'm probably going to go with the Warriors in the grand scheme of all this. And I think that's going to lead me to take the Blazers at over. Because I like the Blazers right now. Okay. Uh, just, uh, actually, you know what? No, because I have too much confidence in Steph and Draymond. I'm going to go with the Blazers, actually. I'm actually going to go with them on the under. I still have confidence in them. In the, uh, no, God, dude. Yeah, they're going to go under. But I still have confidence in them in the postseason. Okay. They're going to be like that's a fair. mid, they're going to be like a 4-5. That's fair. I, I think if Portland gets in, they sneak in at 7 or 8. I'd be stunned lower than six. Yeah, but it'll be they'll they're good. so I'm gonna go under, but it's gonna be like 46, 45 wins. Yeah, you're just under. You're right. m- yeah, okay, exactly. All right, the next team on the list. Let's get right to them. The Golden State Warriors. Uh, forty-seven for- and a half. They won fifty-seven games last year. Getting fifty-seven. That's you're you're yeah. definitely there's no chance this team gets fifty-five, let no. alone fifty-seven. I mean, I, I would be surprised at fifty. I would like forty-eight, forty-nine. I think is reasonable. They're not gonna. They the, here's the thing. They know where they where they're at. They're still not going to give up. But when they have these games this year against the lesser teams, I'm not saying they've lost them in the past, but because of where they are, they desperately cannot afford to lose them because they're going to have a much tougher time than they have recently against the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rockets. This is one of my other bubble teams. A bubble team. They are a bubble team. They're not. They are they're not at a bubble team. They're best, in my opinion, a six seed. Wow, Shine. Without I, Clay, without Clay, I don't. They're they're mm. my I look at it like this. Ste- I think I so but it is you're so you're you're mistaking my words. I think in the regular season they're at best a six seed, but come playoff time, Steph Curry can win you games. Okay. 
Don't get me wrong. Don't you, this. This is where you need to not get me confused. This is just regular season totals. Fair enough. Come playoff time, Steph Curry can single handedly win you games. He can do it during the regular season. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder. It's a longer season. Right. Playoffs. If Steph gets hot, man, we've seen Steph at his best. He's unbelievable. I love D'Angelo Russell. Love him. Really. I I thought he was awesome with Brooklyn. I loved him back when he was on the Lakers, and they got rid of him. Well, when he. he... Because he's like sold out Swaggy P, but I mean, with ultimately you probably should have rode with your talent and dumped Swaggy P. When you got a nickname like Swaggy P, I'm not a fan of that. You know, it is what it is. But ultimately, I don't. I I like this team, but I think for regular season purposes, you've lost Durant now. You, Clay is not going to play this season more than likely, more likely than yeah. not. And if he does, he's going to play in the final month and then be in the playoffs. What's he going to look like again? Then? Yeah, playoffs. a playoff push. I think this team has the opportunity to make a really nice playoff push. The regular season, though, I think they make sure that Steph stays healthy. They're going to try and win, but I don't think they sell the house to win this year. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're concerned with it. Um, I think they're going to kind of bide their time and play play it smart rather than get risky. I'm going to... If this over under was forty nine and a half, I'd be much more confident about taking the under, mm-hmm. um, because I think that's forty nine wins seems like their ceiling. But I also think that it's very possible they win forty five games. Okay, um, I'm gonna take the under, but I'm not super confident about it. Okay, um, I don't blame you for that. On this one, there's no. There's not. It's not a tough one. It's a tough one to tell because if they had Clay coming back, there's so many variables with this team. So many. And if, if Steph gets hurt, they immediately hit the under. Yeah. Like, if anything happens to Steph, or even D'Angelo Russell, kinda. or Draymond, one of those three guys goes down for an d- extended period of time, they immediately become close to missing out on the playoff bubble. I would probably... I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm going to take the over on this. Okay. I think that they're okay. going to... I think D'Lo is going to mesh with them a little bit better than we expect, and I think that's what's going to end up leading to them making that push that people did not see coming. So what I'm noticing is is I think we had very two very different strategies going into the Western Conference, which I don't hate, is I feel like a lot of the middling teams are going to actually hit the under, mm-hmm. and they're going to be middling teams. And then those great teams, those top upper echelon teams, are just all going to win a lot of games. Mm. And I think that's kind of where our um, perspectives may differ Yep. In, in that you see a team like them winning more games, and so maybe those numbers that they've set for those upper echelon teams may not be hit. Yeah, I'm thinking on two of them specifically, they're they're not going to hit. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. So let's let's go next to the Denver Nuggets, 52 and a half. They won 54 last year. What's your beat on the Denver Nuggets? I like Murray a lot. Yep, okay, I like him, but and I and uh, and Harris and Jokic, but I'm I have some reservations about Jokic. Seeing him put on the weight like he did, okay, that is not that's that's almost never a good thing when a guy does that, and it's just like it looks like a little extra padding as opposed to a little extra muscle. At fifty two and a half, they won fifty four last year. That is a tall task for them, given like you said how things have shuffled and how everybody's gonna how everybody's looking at them, where they're one of the best teams in the league. So I'm gonna go with the under for them. It will probably be close to 50. I mean, it's definitely going to be close to 50. Um, I would say 49-50 is where they'll, where they'll end up being in this. But I feel very confident in they're not going to get 53 wins this year. Yeah. 
I the de- this one was the toughest one to decide for me. Really, I knew my top four teams. I knew where I'd want them over unders. I was very confident in those. This team was the hard one for me because I really like the Nuggets. I think they're a great team. Fifty two and a half seems right. It seems just on the mark, which mm. is why they did it. Duh. <laughs> I'm gonna go over. And I'm gonna go over okay. on one reason, and one reason alone. It's the team we'll touch on next. I think the Lakers are gonna be under fifty and a half wins. And there's a specific reason. Really? I think they are going to pull the ultimate LeBron move. They are going to rest guys oh, constantly. Yeah. Okay. And after LeBron and Anthony Davis, that team is yeah. You think they're going to do that shine after what happened last year where LeBron didn't make it? I don't think that it, if LeBron feels like they're starting to slip, he's going to play and he's going to dominate the game. I mean, and then he's going to he'll he will be going balls to the wall for like 3 weeks. He'll get a nice comfortable padding, a little bit of a lead, and then he'll probably take a couple games off. Rest himself and then he'll come back and he'll do the thing. I think you'll see LeBron uh-huh. Dominate in spurts and take periods off, and so I don't. I don't think they care about home court. I just. I think they they're they're going to shoot for forty eight wins and call it a day. They're going to get into the playoffs. They're going to be healthy. They're going to be rested, and then LeBron and AD are going to go to work if they're healthy. Okay. That's the issue. Is that's the thing with the Lakers compared to a team like the Clippers? Is the Lakers need to be healthy? LeBron and AD. Have to be healthy if you want any shot at winning anything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, so preservation sure. of them is of the utmost importance. So that's why I'm actually going to say the Nuggets win more than 52.5, but I'm going to have the Lakers winning slightly less than 50.5, specifically for that reason. Not that they aren't talented, because they have arguably two of the best players in the world on their team. Yep. Load but management. I think, yeah, I think it's load management. It's that simple. Okay. I don't. I actually think that's a very reasonable take. If LeBron wasn't didn't get bounced out of the playoffs last year, would they finish eleventh? That was that's a tough one for him to take. I agree, but I also think that he didn't care for all the players around him. He knew oh, that think? they weren't good enough to win. So I don't think he I don't think he wanted to exert himself, which is such so to lame. do that. But it's but it's a LeBron thing to do, right? It is a LeBron thing to do. And that is, if he sees the guys around him. He's like, I can't. Even in my prime, I couldn't carry scrubs like this on the Cavs. Yeah, you're right. It's so stupid. What, what would make me think I could do it now against right. legitimate competition like the Warriors? He he saw the Warriors and he's like, I'm not going to beat these guys. Mm-hmm. Not with these losers. Right. I'm just going to wait. I'll wait till next year. He gets Anthony Davis. He's like, all right, now I can win again. Now he's going to load and manage, and then he's going to make a huge playoff push. I'm going to go with the over on this one. I think that they have to do it, and they, they're going to value – their playoff seating, I think they need to get home court advantage, and they. I mean, they're not going to get it over the Clippers. I, I firmly believe that, but they they need to take a step in a huge step in the right direction from where they were last year. And, and LeBron wants to be the king again. He yeah, absolutely he does. does. As much as he's out in Hollywood now, he wants to be on top of the world. He does. That's right. fair. Uh, next team, the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Okay, fifty three and a half wins. They won fifty games last year. What do you got? They're absolutely a better team than they were last year. I am 100% agreed. I am very excited to watch the Utah Jazz this year. I have NBA League Pass, so I will be watching them a little bit here and there. I, But 53.5 with where everything's shaking out, 
53 and a half is a tough number. We got three teams at 53 and a half. Jeez, I didn't realize that. Uh, I I'm gonna go 53 and a half Utah Jazz. I am gonna take the under on the Utah Jazz, but they're still going to win more games than they won last year. So they're going to be 51, 52, 53 range. I'm going to go over on the Utah Jazz. Okay. I'm going to do it from this perspective. Last year, you had five teams in the West win more than 50 or more games. Utah being at 50. Then you had Houston with 53, Denver 54, Golden State 57, Portland 53. Okay. Okay. I think this year, I think realistically probably four teams hit that number. And I think that I think that alone uh, allows Utah to kind of push that number. The same thing, the same reasoning I had for the Nuggets going over and the uh, the Lakers going under. I'm going to take the Utah Jazz over. I think this team is going to dominate the regular season, and then it is going to be an unbelievably competitive postseason. So right now, I have the Jazz as much as I have them under. I still have them winning 50 games. I have the Nuggets close to it, not getting there. The Clippers, I mean, excuse me, the Lakers, I have definitely getting over that. I also have the Clippers getting over that. We'll get to that in a minute, but I'm assuming you want to go Rockets first. Yeah, let's go Rockets first. Uh, I have, I, I, this isn't even a question for me. The Rockets are going over 53 and a half wins. Really? See, it's, it's not even close. It's like, how are they going to coexist, Russ and, and James? They'll figure it out. I, it's, you, that's the, I'm not worried about that. Have you? I am. The way they're James two Harden, ultimate guards. Yeah. So what? They'll figure it out. <laughs> James Harden might be one of the best. It might no. Is the best scorer on the planet. Is he the best scorer of all time, Shime? Be choose your, choose your words carefully. I didn't say that. I said on the planet right now. Is he ever? I'm asking you a question. Probably not. Good. That's the right freaking answer. <laughs> Daryl Morey. He said that he's the better scorer I, than Michael Jordan. I, I am aware. James I'm Harden. I'm not saying I agree with this take either, but. No. Fine. James Harden right now is the best scorer on the planet. The, uh, the most efficient scorer on the planet. He is tremendous. His team around him only got better mm-hmm. by adding Russell Westbrook. He now mm-hmm. has a guy that takes some focus off of him. You're, you're going to see. Less of the double teams, because what's what you what are you gonna do? You're gonna double him. You're gonna leave Russ one on one to just go to the hoop every time. Why? What was, and then he's gonna take it to the hoop. You can kick it out to whoever the hell he wants, and it'll make its way back to Harden, and he'll score anyways. Wow. <laughs> this guy is insane. If you think the Houston Rockets are going under fifty three and a half. You're nuts. This is my lock. This is your lock. This is my lock. The two teams competing for the number one seed in the West are going to be the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz. Those are going to be the number one and number two seeds in the West. So let me skip ahead then. Where are the Clippers on the over? I I also have the Clippers going over 50 and and 3.5. I think the reason I have. You think there are three and they're going to go over 53.5? Yep. The reason I have. There's a reason I only have four teams with 50 wins. All right, yeah, because all of them because I think it's going to be top heavy. Yep. I think the Rockets, Jazz, and Clippers are going to be separated. Jeez, I'm I'm flailing my arm so much I just hit the. Uh, it's good. You're getting excited. Oh, I am. I think they're going to be separated by one or two games, and I think ultimately it's probably going to end up like the Rockets, Jazz, Clippers, one, two, three. I think, I think they all win a ridiculous amount of basketball games because each one of these teams is ridiculously talented. 
Rockets, Jazz, Clippers is not a terrible 1-2-3 call on your part in the West. I think that the Lakers are going to be in that top three still. I want to see the Jazz in there. I think they're going to, I think they are, um, what, what I like about them most is they have like a team of like five guys who they can throw out there. And it's like, this, sure. is, this is going to be a great unit and everything, as opposed to these other ones, which are mainly dynamic duo heavy, which way better than the super teams, which is yeah. not what the Jazz are when I say that. With the Rockets, again, I still see a possible 50-win team, but I do have some apprehension about how that's going to work when you have two guys who have been the most ball-dominant players in the game. And I, I don't I don't deny that at all. That's huge. I, and I understand that, and I understand that people are questioning it. Here, here's And here's why. Okay, so as much as I was high on Kyrie Irving in, in the Payday Pod episode, in, in the Nets under Kyrie and how things are going to be fine there still, as I follow them closely, I'm still seeing shades of what Kyrie did in Boston. I'm not saying he's talking poorly about the young guys and all that crap, but I see things there. Tigers don't change their stripes, at least not completely. Sure. Right? What It's a matter of having the right guys around you to make that difference. Wait, wait, wait. Having those right guys around you make a difference. That's why I have confidence in DeAndre Jordan, Dinwiddie, and some of the other guys. When I look here and I see Russ, who's used to having the ball in his hands, now he has to deal with James Harden, who's going to have the ball in his hands more. What happened with him with the last guy that was a ball-dominant guard that he ended up taking more touches away from? Him and Chris Paul. Ending, as far as we all know, wasn't pretty. Yeah, That's why he's gone. I also think Chris Paul was injured a lot in that he regard was, as well. But I think there are going to be some frustrations on their end that will cost them some games, and they will lose some that you don't expect them to. I think this team is too talented to just lose games. This, this Houston Rockets team, they might have... They'll destroy the East. I mean, there's no question. Oh my, it's <laughs> yeah. not even close. Yeah. If the Houston Rockets are in the East, they are the one seed, and it's not even close. I would give you that, too. Yeah. I think they're better than Milwaukee. They're better than the Sixers. They're miles ahead of the Celtics. I I think James Harden masks a lot of a team's deficiencies in the regular season. He's outstanding at getting the line. I, and this is not the Houston Rockets are not my NBA championship pick. This is they are my regular season destroyer pick. I think they could That's just. Fair burn the world in the regular season but come playoff time again i think that when it comes that's down fair. to crunch time your two ball dominant issue guy issue becomes a thing i think that's where it manifests okay. is in the playoffs i think in the regular season it doesn't matter okay because i think each one of them is going to get theirs and they are going to i think james james harden just he scores at a ridiculous rate mm-hmm. and oh, he does. and i think that that alone masks so many issues on a team and they're just going to win and you know what happens when you win? Nobody complains. This is usually true. People can't complain when you're winning. Right. And so if Harden continues to win, nobody's going to complain. Russ isn't going to complain if he's winning. He he definitely won't complain. If he's if he's getting if he's averaging 14 points, 15 assists and 9 rebounds a game, he's going to be fine because Harden's going to be scoring 40 or 30 and they're going to be winning. Every single night, it's going to be stupid, and then the playoffs are going to come, and it, it, that that'll change everything. My computer died. That's why I did. That. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry about well, it. Yeah, it will change a lot when it but, goes to the but playoffs. I, I think I think Houston over fifty three and a half. Clippers over fifty three and a half. Yeah, I'm all in. on Clippers both of are definitely over fifty three and a half. The, the t- I mean, they have the two Ka- of the Kawhi best. Kawhi Paul George might be uh, one of the best playoff time. That's the team. Oh, oh my 
God, Are you kidding that me? Duo is a joke, man. And then Beverly's a stud on defense too. Mm-hmm. And then you got Lou Williams coming off the bench. I'm just I couldn't be higher on them. And they're yeah. I mean that's my pick to win, by the way. I I think Houston is going to destroy people's souls in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Come playoff time, man. You can't not put your money on Kawhi. Right. So you're gonna go Clippers With over Bucks? A team around him, by right. the way. Oh yeah. A better team than he had in Toronto. Correct. Definitely. Just a tougher road to get there. That's the problem. That, sure. I, I don't deny that at all. I think he's talented enough to do that. So you're going to go Clippers over Bucks in the finals? Uh, I'm going to go Clippers over Sixers in the finals. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go Clippers over Sixers in the finals. That's my prediction. So the, Clipper, the Sixers are going to beat the Bucks in the Eastern Conference finals, I'm assuming? Or are they going to beat the Celtics? They're going to beat... That would imply that the Celtics or, or that would be an yeah, upset. They're going to beat the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. The Celtics will lose in the Eastern Semis. Eastern Semis. Okay. All right, Sean. That's, That's where good. my head's at, man. All right. So we got a couple other little things that I did want to get to. Unfortunately, my computer's dead, so I can't see them. I got to scooch over a little bit. Yeah, you're good. To see your, the list that we put together. So uh, one of them was first head coach to get fired, and Scott Brooks was leading the charge. For the Wizards, yes, yeah, I'm all in on. That. I think that's a hundred percent right. The one I did want to say, one thing I did want to say, I think it was uh, Bet Online where I saw the odds, and it was what's his name, Brad Stevens. He got, I think it was eighteen to one odds, which put him like middle end of the pack. I think. I mean, you, even if Stevens has an awful year, he doesn't get fired till the end of the it's, season. Put it at like, Ainge. Ainge will not just kick him out in the middle of the season. It's it got to be happen. a firestorm. For for that to happen, and the only way that happens is if somehow Ainge got fired before Stevens. Yep, exactly. The only way Stevens is out in the middle of the season. Yep, it's yeah. So no shot on that one. Uh, Let's see, James Harden longest streak of games with thirty or more points. Okay, I don't have the because my computer died. I don't have the money. Doesn't matter. I'm going to give you the number. Okay, go ahead. Twenty-two games. Twenty-two games. So you're definitely twenty-two games. Okay. So all right. I forget what his streak was last year, but I'm saying twenty-two games. Like I said. Harden's gonna light the world on fire. The, it was the over under was set at fifteen and a half. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, give me the over. Okay, taking the over. Nice. Uh, which duo will average the most combined points? I think your take on Harden is good, by the way. So then you got LeBron and AD, Harden and Westbrook, uh, Kawhi and Paul George, and then Steph and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, give me Harden and Westbrook. Regular uh, season points wise, yeah, give me Harden and Westbrook. I think that's right. I think that's right. <laughs> I it doesn't just, always I, translate into wins, but it, I mean, you think it will, but yeah. it doesn't always. But it's uh, you're right. It doesn't always translate to wins. I think in their case, it will. Uh, will Carmelo Anthony play a game in the NBA? No. Yeah, I'm. I'm, nope. I'm so no. No. Not, He's a not getting a shot. Sorry. Not so, even close. You got to get a couple season ending injuries before he gets picked up on oh. scrap heat. Yeah. I mean, like the the Nets were the team favored to p- pick him up. Puke. They had guys pulling for him left and right. And then there's. Yeah. What was that? Puke. <laughs> give, me, give me a scrub off the street. I would rather sign Nick Fryer for a month. Oh, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Then sign Carmelo F. and Anthony. Get that trash off my court. Uh, I think it's. Very fair. MVP, <laughs> before we go to that last one that I have. Is MVP the only other one we have? I mean, uh, we yes, because we took care of Rookie of the Year. By the way, the one Rookie of the Year point I wanted to point out, oh. the only Celtic rookie on the list that I was looking at, Taco Fall <laughs> at plus 5,000, oh, okay. which I think is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But yeah. I just wanted to point it out. Oh, I missed that in the note. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, so MVP, we got Giannis as the favorite, Steph Harden, AD, LeBron. Who are you taking in this one? 
been saying his name for the last 20 minutes. Give me James Harden. James Harden. I think, I, and I'm going to do this specifically more so from a value standpoint than anything else because I think it's realistic that Gian- Giannis just wins again. He just It is realistic. I think it's very realistic. But at plus 700, how do you not take the most efficient scorer in the NBA? Yeah. At pl- I, I think plus the, that, that's a good point, the plus 700. I think, I think the odds there are too good. Giannis is sitting at plus 300. Which isn't bad, but Harden at plus seven hundred is just too easy. That's like I feel like that's that's great value. So AD, I hate where he's at. Yep, I, I don't think he should be a plus eight hundred. You put close. Steph at AD spot or James Harden spot. Steph is my lock for sure. He's the guy. Really? He's, the guy he's the guy you go with. At least is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's okay. guaranteed to win, but he's the guy you go with. Sitting at plus three fifty, he's number two on the list. I don't like that. I don't like that. So you don't like the odds, but you like the idea of Steph winning. Yeah, I mean, well, I just talking about the bang for your buck when I'm looking at this. I mean, mm. if I go and if I'm going to go bet on Steph, the thing is, I think he has a, I think Steph has a legitimate chance to win it. Because he can go and lead that team, and then it's like, oh well, look, Steph showed that he's still the guy in Golden yeah. State. KD's gone, Clay's hurt. Steph can do it. There's a legitimate shot. I'm just, I'm looking at it from the angle you said, where it, you know you can get 700 on Harden. He makes a lot of sense. LeBron at 800, I'm not doing that one either. No, I'm, LeBron, I'm out on AD. I'm out on LeBron. Like I said earlier, I think there's a good chance that they just load management. Well, even that, and the other thing is, Shime, it's like the Tom Brady stuff and and, and some of the other guys, the, the all-time yep. greats. Don't win as many MVPs usually as you think they should. Yeah. Because it's just like they do the same thing every year, and it's like someone else is going to go and win it. I think the craziest value for me on this list, Paul George at plus 2,000 might be kind of nice. He was third in MVP voting last year. That's not a bad flyer to take. And, like, Kawhi is not a numbers guy. No. And so allowing Paul George to do that in the regular season would suit Kawhi and how he wants to manage the team and make his way and win games. I, I agree with you. So I think I think from a value standpoint, the two guys that I love just value Harden at plus seven hundred for me is what I would go with. But I think taking a flyer on a guy like Paul George at plus two thousand, yep, is I, I don't I don't think that's a bad bet at all. I think that Paul George is a worthwhile one. I'm always going to be on Paul George's side in pretty much every argument. I think that Harden is a worthwhile risk to take, and I think Steph. I, I don't like Steph at the value. I mean, yeah. I think through if that number is plus six hundred, you're all in on Steph. I'm all in on Steph. I don't. I think it's one worth mulling over a little bit. It's yeah. just I was. I really wish Vegas wasn't thinking like I was yeah, this one exactly. Instance. So yeah, that would be. And so then my last one that we had in the oh in Kemba right he was uh, yeah. So the highest Celtic on the list was Kemba at plus ten thousand, which I don't even think should he should be the highest on the list. My highest would be Jason Tatum. Like I said earlier, or on the other Eastern Conference one, I think Tatum takes a major step forward. Um, but that was the highest Celtic on the MVP at plus ten thousand. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think that's a great bet. All don't right. do that. Celtic so game. the last one, I set these odds. Now, I am not Vegas, but I tried to do the best that I could oh, with God. this. So for those who've you know who listened to the show, we've talked about, we've mentioned Patrick Gilroy, the late night host. He's a, he's I'm one of the very well accustomed to Patrick Gilroy. Right. Well, I'm letting the list reminding the listeners. He's uh, okay. So you're, you, yeah, Shime's going to have a good feel on this one. He is the uh, most prominent Celtics voice that's on the air on a consistent basis at the station. Lou Merloni, who is on the show that Tyler produces, OMF, he is the M in that. Um, they tend to go at it a little bit over Celtics stuff. When it comes, you know, it's, I'm curious, Shime, when it com- they fight a lot in the course of a year usually, especially when it comes Agreed. to Celtics. I set the over-under for fights between the two of them 
at seven and a half. Now, when I say fights, what I mean is Gilroy says something to chirp Lou, then they play the sound, and then Lou chirps Gilroy. Then it goes back and forth. I think it's going to happen so over under seven and a half times. That so happens. before I answer the question, I want you to listen to these wise words of Gilroy that I'm going to take into consideration <laughs> before so I make my pick. Patrick can't control himself. I want a big sandwich, all right? It's like, give me a big sandwich, and I'll be the happiest guy on the planet right now. This bet is like a sandwich for me. <laughs> I find it very enjoyable. I'm going to take the over. over. I think they. I think it hits about nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. I like that. I think I absolutely. I mean, I know I set the odds every couple of weeks. Lou will be like, "Hmm, I kind of want to piss Gilroy off," and then Gilroy will be like, "Sometimes he'll just be like, you know what? I'm shooting at Lou. Lou said something stupid. Okay. And there it is. I'm in. Good. I love it. I'm glad that I said it. I think seven and a half is pretty good in the end. It's a. Gr- I think it's a great. Perfect. Great number. I was. I was. I was a little concerned about it, but it's going to be a lot this year for sure. I'm in. Anyway, uh, so that's going to wrap up this bonus episode of Five Out. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Leave a rating and review, and make sure that you send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram at Five Out Pod if you haven't already to get your free T-shirt, larges and XLs. Shime has one. Sure um, do. It fits great. Awesome. Love to hear that. And uh, you can follow the Payday Pod at Payday Pod, right? It's on, on Twitter at the Payday Pod. Nope. You can go uh, onto your local uh, podcast provider. Just type in the Payday, and you'll see our nice flashy logo. Uh, so you can find us. We drop episodes every Thursday night, so it's right around for your Friday morning commute or right before Football Sunday. And uh, some bonus episodes along the way, like the one we did on the Eastern Conference numbers, which you can check out over on our channel. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, WEI.com, Radio.com. Those are the main ones, right? Or no, yes. Are you on Spotify? Uh, no, we're not. We're, we're, on, only, yeah, we're, we're on Stitcher, WEI.com, Radio.com. We're the only ones on Spotify. That's yeah, it. yeah, because yeah, you guys are aggressive. I liked it. It's well played. <clears throat> Sometimes we'll get um, there. Hey, we're we're still we're still new. At Shime Time on Twitter. That is correct. S C H E I M time. We'll definitely do this again. We'll have to do some oh, college yeah. basketball stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a nice mid-season update at some point too. NCAA tournament. Yes. We'll oh, be back. yeah, for sure. It'll be, it'll be game time. Don't awesome. you worry. Appreciate it, Shime. Anytime, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.